0: to Spirited Word. By God's Word proclaimed, the Holy Spirit works faith in God's grace in Jesus, when and where he pleases. Sermons by Pastor Adrian Kitson, Lutheran Church of Australia. Sunday 2020 we ask the question not what's normal but what's next friends let's pray may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts everywhere wherever they be be acceptable and pleasing in your sight Jesus our rock and redeemer amen Pentecost day man what a day I would have loved to have been there I think Maybe, would you? Among that huge crowd from all over the known world, all names that Narelle had to read so well, uh, they were all there in the city that day for the big festival. And the Holy Spirit turned up audibly and visibly, just as was promised from Jesus himself and all the prophets and all the Psalms and all the writings. And this was the first public proclamation to the whole world who Jesus really is and what he really means for the world, all preached by Fisherman Pete. From this day in the epicentre of the new news of new life, which would be transmitted not by the touch of a hand on some virus living surface, but by one person to another by words and deeds of truth and love, the whole gospel-demic was clearly not directed by any one person or group of people, their will or their skill. Just like COVID-19, this movement had a life of its own, a good life. The Spirit of God was directing this day and this new life spread across the world. The Spirit directs the whole story of the beginning of the church, the book of Acts. The Spirit is wild and free. He's always been that way. Look at the account that Narelle read first, Numbers 11. I wonder whether you've ever heard it. We're out in the desert with Moses and the 70 chosen elders among God's travelling desert, travelling people. And the people are not happy, Jan, not happy. Uh, They are hungry and they are thirsty and they're covered in dust. And they complain, and man, they know how to complain. This is not just a mild complaint. This is serious, like those long-suffering protesters in Hong Kong. The large stones around the place, plenty of them, are getting sharpened up and gathered together for a public stoning of God's man, Moses. Things are getting out of hand. Moses responds as he has to. He sets up a meeting. that's what we all do, don't we, when something goes wrong? Let's have a meeting. He sets up a meeting with the Lord, and he chooses 70 clan leaders from the huge camp, and they're to meet around out of the camp around the tabernacle. This is like the PM. calling the national cabinet together. The leadership group needs some credentials, of course. They need the Lord's approval and authority to be able to do anything good. Everyone who was officially registered well, they're there, well, or so it seems, or so they think. You hear it, there's two blokes who are not there. Interesting names, Dad and Me Dad. I oh, know, you can make a million funny jokes about that. They're on the list, but they're not at the meeting. Maybe they slept in. Maybe they missed a the memo. Maybe they just decided that this wasn't for them and they just pulled a sickie. I don't know. But they're not in the organised, planned, special gathering in the tabernacle. Well, God's faithful and he comes to the meeting in support of his man, Moses, who needs it at this point. He's charged this man was leading this complaining rabble of people. The glory cloud, same as last week, the Shekinah, settles over the meeting. Moses, or is it the Lord himself, it's hard to tell in the text, put some of the spirit that was with him, Moses, into the group. And they begin to prophesy. Ecstatic utterance, speaking in tongues, speaking in different languages, singing a song of faith, speaking some words of truth. The point is, not their words, God's words be way beyond their ability. Surprisingly, we hear that Eldad and Medad also receive this same special spirit giftedness even though they're outside the plan, nowhere near the tabernacle, still at home where they live. A young kid sees this and he runs to Moses in panic, Two guys are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, Moses, ever faithful 2IC, says, Moses, stop these guys. Why does Joshua say that, do you think? Is Joshua concerned for the right, godly order of things? Right order is crucial for any community to be fair and just and healthy. This is outside the plan, it's outside the organization. It's outside our expectations. It's outside the group. It must be stopped unless unless what? We find out that we're actually not in charge after all and that God is? Is Joshua feeling a little undervalued at this point? He's done all that has ever been asked of him from the time he was about the age of this lad who's just come in. And he not to be, he's never been given this kind of special gift in the tabernacle or out in the camp. This maybe isn't fair. I don't understand this super spiritual stuff, anybody. Anyway, I just want it to be gone. Is Joshua protecting his leader and his community? He doesn't want God, Moses, the tabernacle or the community to disrespect or disobey God and their man, leader, Moses. Maybe he's quite sensitive too to this because they have been giving Moses a fair bit of curry lately and for all he knows, these two guys could be collecting some of the stones. Well, Moses nails it straight away. He asks him a question. Joshua, are you jealous for my sake? Joshua, you are a faithful person of God. You seem very worried that I'm offended by this unexpected and unplanned show of God's presence or that I'm threatened by it because it's an assault on my organisational skills, my status among the people, my spiritual greatness with God, my will for the people. Moses says it. I'm not threatened at all by this sign of the Spirit's presence. Speaking of God's word. Even if it's outside my organisation and my understanding and my will, I'm not threatened at all. Why is this so? I think Moses would say, because it's God's spirit at work. That's why I'm not threatened by it. And that's enough for me. And that can be enough for you too, faithful person of God. But how can he tell It's the spirit. There's other spirits, evil ones, dark ones, all kinds of things. Only by one way, friends what they say. The word. Because these guys, like the other 68, are speaking God's words. Way beyond them. Not words of pagan gods, Baal and Asher and all that. Not even just their own words. They're speaking God's words prophesying like a prophet. Their words show that this is the Spirit of God at work, even when it's outside the plan, outside what we're used to and what we expect, beyond our normal and our human understanding or ability. Moses says to a loyal and faithful person of God, Joshua, I wish everybody in the whole camp could receive this special Holy Spirit gifted moment I wish they could all have what I've been given and what they've been given. Does this remind you of another situation a little later on in the Bible? Teacher, says John the Apostle, we saw someone driving our demons in your name and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Jesus sounds a lot like Moses. Don't stop them for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say something bad about me for whoever is not against us is for us. Whoever is not against us is for us. Friends, a person who confesses faith in Jesus and is doing his work is not against us. The Holy Spirit, I know, is always moving in unexpected. Places and unexpected people, and we're learning in the COVID experience unexpected ways. I wonder what the wild and free spirit of the living Jesus is up to in this very unique time. I hear today on Pentecost Day that we don't get to stop him, we don't get to restrain him, control him, withhold him, or determine where and with whom the spirit moves and works we do get to listen to the words that are spoken which tell us that it is god's spirit at work and those words will always in one way or another say jesus is lord remember what paul said i want you to know that no one who is speaking by the spirit of god says jesus be cursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. We do get to be part of his transforming work and that is the cool thing, I reckon. We can't gather in the temple together, around the tabernacle as they did at the moment. But I heard Jesus proclaimed as Lord with joy in a house group last Sunday. One thing is clear. A group formed themselves together. They invited me, the pastor, to come and join them and celebrate Holy Communion with them. I was with Eldad and Medad outside the camp last week. I mean, outside the temple. I was back at the camp. I was at home. It was pretty cool. Anyway, one thing is clear. Our goal is not to return to normal as quickly as possible so that we can return to our usual undisrupted, comfy life. It's never how God works. That would be like Moses shutting Eldad and Medad down for Joshua's sake, robbing them of the joy and the community of the blessing. I believe the Holy Spirit is calling us to, as he called Moses and Joshua and the disciples and the first church leaders and millions of people ever since, to watch and pray, to listen to his word and to share it and be surprised at just how grand and just how wide his transforming work can be. Okay, friend, gather small. Listen to the Spirit's word. Speak the Spirit's word. Sing the Spirit's word. Pray the Spirit's word. We don't need to go back to normal as much as we need to go to what's next. On Pentecost Day, we have plenty of inspiration to ask, what's next, Spirit of God, for us as a mission church and for you as a loved, spirit-filled, chosen, called, sent person of Jesus. As Paul encourages us, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. First Corinthians 14. So friends, go ahead, love each other. eagerly seek the wild and free work of God's spirit in his word because, as Jesus said, whoever and wherever and whatever is not against us, is for us. In the name of Christ, amen. Listening, Pastor Adrian serves at St. Petrie Lutheran Church, Per Barossa Valley, South Australia. St.